This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki, and I'm here tonight with Jeff Provine. Hello. You're back in the age of COVID-19. Yeah. It's different. It is a different world. I'm yeah. such a homebody that this yeah. is fine. People are like, do you want to stay in your house for the rest of your life? And yes, like, that is what I've always that's the goal. wanted. Yes, like that's the goal. That's okay. Counting down to retirement, and <laughs> yes. this is my taste of it. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, oh, I completely understand. Like, I, it's... I think to me the hardest thing is like not just not seeing other people yeah. like I don't know because I'm not a very social person but it's been hard just kind of like adjusting to the new normal I think mm-hmm. like it's a little bit sad but everything will go back to normal someday it'll be yeah. good again 2022 it's gonna be great that's right yeah just hang in there guys <laughs> just hang in there oh my gosh so we are going to talk tonight, we're going to do a couple of episodes, um, but this first episode that we're going to do, oh, before we get started, I want to say, have you ever watched The Strain? The Strain. Yes. Uh, no, I haven't actually. Okay. So this is really crazy. I can't remember if I talked about this on the podcast yet. So if I did, just like fast forward me. But um, so it came out in 2015 and I think Guillermo del Toro is who's behind it. He actually wrote the books and maybe directed it, I think. It was on FX and it's like... It's basically about a vampire virus. And in that first episode from 2015, I went back one night because I was just like, I'm, I'm going to watch this just to see, like, how much did they get right? Like, how much is this like our current situation? Oh, my gosh. They did such good research because it's dead on. Like, right from the beginning, the main guy, he gets to the plane that he's supposed to be investigating that has landed and... Uh, is like radio silence. They land and nothing else happens. Like the people are completely silent. No one's texting, calling out. You know, it's kind of like there's a bunch of dead people on this plane. So it's probably a contagion. And he like goes on this whole rant to the guy from like ATF or FBI or something. And he's like, how many times a day do you think you touch your face? And like goes on this whole thing. Oh my gosh, it's so great. It's Mm -hmm, great. mm -hmm. But yeah, it's very interesting to watch it in light of like what's going on right now. But yeah, so we're going to talk about the Skirvin, and Jeff is the man yeah, when it comes to it comes to haunted Oklahoma stuff. So take it away. Well, there is certainly no shortage of things to talk yeah. about with the Skirvin. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen pictures of it, just Google it, and you'll come up with some oh, really cool stuff. It's gorgeous. Oh yeah, it is. It is when awesome. they did they um, renovate it in two thousand four. Was that when um, they started on that? Yeah, it took several years because they yeah. really went deep and, oh, yeah. and did. They tore up the old uh, carpeting, the shag mm-hmm. carpet that they put back in the sixties. Oh and my 70s gosh! And, and then underneath it was the pristine nineteen ten tile. <sighs> so it, I mean, it really looks today like if you walked in in nineteen ten, that'd be about. That's so cool. Be, yeah, it's such a beautiful hotel, and it's the oldest one in Oklahoma, isn't it? 
or in Oklahoma City? Um, depends how you define it. I okay. Guess. Yeah, because the Lee Huckins Hotel was there beforehand. Okay. Uh, but it, the original one burned down, mm-hmm. and then they rebuilt it. And uh, there's some little shaky about whether uh, the Lee Huckins rebuild was done first or if that uh, the Skirvin was done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, which I guess just a little bit of history on it, uh, yeah. built by Mr. Bill Skirvin. He was a uh, Texan and he made his first fortune through water well drilling. So he'd go out in all the ranches and houses out in Texas and drill wells, uh, made a good uh, bucket of money and decided to get into real estate development. So he went down to Galveston Island and built a huge real estate development right before the hurricane of 1900 came through. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So literally oh. sunk him. He, like, lost a lot, probably. Tons, yeah. He oh, was, man. He was pretty much washed up. Um, yeah. So he packed up what he had left and moved up to Oklahoma City, which, you know, early 1900s boomtown. It would have mm. been 12 years old by that point. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. To even, like, imagine that, like, being somewhere that's only 12 years old. Like, right. yeah. it's crazy. But, wild which um if anybody hasn't had a chance have you read boomtown i haven't i've heard good things though i've read bits and pieces of it i need to finish it but like it's just crazy yeah oh there's so much history in oklahoma city like it's crazy if you know what you're doing you can uh really make some money in this situation Mm -hmm. so which uh he knew what he was doing he he knew his water well drilling business so he got back doing that and was doing pretty well uh got reestablished, and then they discovered oil uh up in osage yeah and he had all the well drilling equipment you could want right next to the biggest oil patch in the world. And so he yeah. he just leased it. Like he didn't even have to try to make money. It, people would come to him and pay him whatever wow. he wanted. It was unbelievable amounts of cash. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, and and just like everybody in the oil business got in, did, it, did very well and yeah. um, decided to get back into real estate. Mm. So, wow. Uh, which with his money, he had been buying up... Uh, property downtown Oklahoma mm-hmm. City just kind of lot by lot and you know uh, finally got together this nice little little collection and uh, the son of Hetty Green so the famous witch of Wall Street Ooh. came to Oklahoma City I so, have never heard of her oh yeah she, oh gosh yeah tell me uh, about that, her like that, that's a whole nother oh episode gosh for, okay for Erie New York okay um Erie New York-y <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, it someone do it about it um, yeah, that's the, that's the catchphrase. That's, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, she actual person, very cool, very very smart lady, like uh, like Warren Buffett. Oh wow! Studied the markets, like she knew how to make money and where to invest and what to do that with is what. So cool. Yeah, and also famously super super cheap, uh, mm. which she would um, you know like wear thirty year old clothes, yeah. even though you know she had, had hundreds of millions of dollars yeah, oh, back gosh. when that was unbelievable amounts of money even more so than today wow so uh and famously or so the legend says she denies this but uh when her son broke his arm when he was a kid uh Mm -hmm. she instead of going to the doctor which you could afford uh she went to the free clinic and they had to wait in line long enough that uh, it didn't get set right and so he had kind of this wobbly arm for the rest Mm -hmm. of his life but she says that's not true (laughs) she says that's not true (laughs) but according to everyone else yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, uh, he comes to Oklahoma City, uh, mm-hmm. comes on the train, wants to meet with Skirvin. They're talking and uh, he offers to buy Skirvin's uh, lots that he has collected downtown for a lot of money. Very, very big Gosh. profit. So yeah. uh, and let's slip that his mother is really interested in Oklahoma City and really wants to build a luxury hotel. The mm-hmm. Lee Huckins, which was the previous luxury hotel, mm-hmm. uh, had just burned down and uh, Oklahoma City was definitely going to need something. So they wanted oh, wow. to get on top of that. And Skirvin 
was a very savvy businessman uh, because one would have made a lot of money if he had sold it, but made even more money because he held on to it. Because if Hetty Green wants to do it, then you want to do it. Yeah. So he held on to it. Uh, he built his hotel. So got started. Uh, if you look at it today, that's uh, the add-on. So originally it wasn't quite this big. Uh, only had two tower only had two towers, and it went up ten stories. Okay. Uh, originally, uh, he and the architect had it worked out to seven stories, but he kept coming back and like, oh, let's add a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but if you check uh, check it out either online or take a walk downtown, you can see kind of a gray line across uh, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, the molding sticks out and concrete, uh, and that used to be the roof. Okay. So you can still see that today. Uh, and built that. And then, of course, that wasn't big enough. So 1930, mm-hmm. he added on the Eastern Tower and the cafe and uh, three more stories on top. OK. So which uh, if you depending on which elevator you go in, uh, it's not 13 stories tall. It's 12 plus one stories. tall. So, oh, OK. So you, yeah, so you don't have to worry about. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, that wasn't enough. Uh, in 1940, he built Skirvin Tower, which is where uh, B.C. Clark's is oh, so okay. right across the street uh, and connected him with a tunnel. Uh, mm-hmm. which that's part of the tunnel system you walk through today in uh, the Oklahoma City Underground. Yep. So you can walk through there and check out pictures of uh, Skirvin hanging out and being rich and mm-hmm. talking to all the other rich, famous folks. And Yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still all neon down there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah. yeah, it's much better than it used to be when first opened. Yeah. Kind of gray and spooky. That's actually where I set the first little like short read thing that I released. It's a vampire story, and it's set down there beneath the city. Oh, like wow. yeah, yeah, so it's in the in the tunnels, and there's like a secret club down there. So mm, probably was, so, really. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty fun to write, but yeah, I remember going down there. Like I found out about it when I was in high school, and I was mm-hmm. so excited that like I found out something about the place that I lived that I didn't already know, and mm-hmm. it was so cool. My mom said that back in the day, her and my dad they both worked downtown, and they would go for happy hour down there. There were bars oh, down there and yep. stuff like that. Yeah. And so like, and people would just like, you know, leave their office building, go underground, go to the happy hour place and then go home. There you go. But sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no reason not to. Yeah. Supposedly they run 5Ks down there. Really? That's what I've heard. I mean, there are some like inclines and decline kind of thing. I mean, I guess it could be a good workout. Like <laughs> maybe so. that's crazy. Yeah. It seems like it, once you go through the Continental bu- building, it's kind of a lot of escalators. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that works, but yeah. Uh, or it could just be a legend. It could be, yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, back to Skirvin. So, uh, 1910 finishes the hotel the first time, uh, opens it up, fanfare, uh, 10,000 people show up for free food. Uh, wow. They have an orchestra he hires to come in. Wow. Like, it's, it's wild. Big, big party. Uh, and to this day, anybody who's anybody who comes to Oklahoma is going to gonna stay mm-hmm. there, uh, which they do have an open lobby. You can go in and get yourself a drink at the bar. Uh, yep. But it, also take a look over on the, what would that be, the Western Hallway. Mm-hmm. And they have a little kind of gallery set up of famous people who have been there. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, picture uh, Gloria Swanson, uh, mm-hmm. Boris, uh, not Boris Karloff. Um, well, he's probably stayed there too. Anyway, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, pretty much anybody's anybody. Uh, they have pictures of Nixon there. Oh, all, wow. Both Bushes, like everybody wow. since Eisenhower. Uh, which he was a staunch Republican. So, yeah. Yeah. Skirvin did not mess around with party politics. Oh, my than, gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It was big. Um, <clears throat> so and you can also see some of the relics like they have a uniform uh, framed oh, up cool. and on the wall and pictures of what it looks, used to look like. Mm-hmm. And all this stuff. So he moves in, uh, moves his kids in there, too, because, you know, free housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his kids are kind of rambunctious. So he uh, has a rule. No pets are allowed in the hotel. 
Uh, there were a couple of special exceptions, like the uh, actress who kept bringing her leopard with her wherever she went. Uh, wow. She got to bring her leopard in. That so, is cool. Yeah. Uh, and would have gotten along pretty well. His kids uh, established a zoo up on the roof. So wow. They, had all, they have goats and squirrels and like a tiger at one point. Like, yeah, I just, wonder how you keep that clean. Like up you on, the, but staff. I guess yeah. you have staff. If you got that kind of money, you got people who worry about that for you. That's so right. it's probably fine. <laughs> yep. So uh, they were always running around pulling stuff. Um, which his kids, um, the youngest one became an actress, uh, ran off. Uh, middle one, the boy, he took over all the businesses because some boys do. Uh, oldest was uh, Pearl. So Pearl uh, Mesta. She married Mister Mesta, big industrialist from Pennsylvania. Um, which Mesta Park is named after them. So up in Oklahoma City. Oh, wow. Check out the houses in there. Yeah, things. pretty, pretty houses. So, um, let's see. Going forward through history, which I guess you can still go take a look at in their mm. lobby. Uh, as you walk in, uh, it was famous as being the only luxury hotel in Oklahoma City not having carpets in the, uh, in the lobby because they had tiles. And mm. the story was because Mr. Skirvin liked to sit in the lobby and watch people coming in. Uh, and he would kind of give a sign to the to the front desk if somebody he liked to give him a thumbs up, and if something he didn't like, he'd, you know, give a different signal. And uh, if it was somebody he liked, they'd get a drink ready for him. They'd say, "Oh, we're going to give you one of the suites up on the tenth floor, the, <laughs> yeah. the presidential suites." If it's somebody you didn't like, they'd say, "Oh, I'm sorry, we're all booked up." Like, oh my yeah, gosh, something happened to the reservation. You'll have to go stay at the Lee Huckins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> um, and while he was doing this, uh, he'd hold business meetings, just kind of mm -hmm. informal, hang out with his buddies and talk stuff. Uh, and he liked to eat peanuts. So he would eat peanuts and uh, throw the uh, throw the shells on the floor mm -hmm. and somebody would come by and sweep them up for him. So. Wow. Uh, also, he'd order martinis and uh, different cocktails from the bar and yeah. get those. And he'd just stack up the glasses under his chair. Yeah. And then when he was done, he'd leave and he'd have to come over and pick up all these glasses. I mean, honestly, like that's the life, just like owning a building that you get to like anyone you don't like. Just be like, no, they, they don't get to come in and you just drink martinis all day and eat peanuts. Like, yeah, it's just I mean, get rich. That's yeah. the moral of that story. Exactly. Yeah. You, too, can do this. <laughs> right. So, uh, so that's what Hetty Green wanted, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she just had to own 3% of New York instead, I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, which that's not like that was like serious percentage of the entire city. She owns crazy. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, let's see. Back to Mr. Skirvin. So he uh, passed away in the 1940s. Uh, he and a good buddy his would go for a drive on every Sunday. And uh, one Sunday in about 1944, uh, they guy, uh, drove them off the road and they crashed. And uh, since they were in their eighties later passed away from uh, infections and just mm -hmm. being old and yeah. in a rough spot. Oh wow. So, and by that time uh, things had gotten kind of convoluted. Uh, his second wife had been his secretary beforehand and she, all her, uh, the kids sued her for stuff and she sued them for stuff. And oh it was all, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty muddy. By that yeah. Point. Yeah. Uh, which eventually the hotel sold. And kind of changed hands back and forth, and different owners would come in and do renovations and, mm -hmm. and put in shag carpeting when that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, depending on what kind of room you like, I guess it's, it's pretty cozy on your toes. Yeah. Uh, and updates and things. And then came the big oil crash, 1982, 83. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not old enough to remember this, uh, but I've been told that it was real bad. Yeah. Like, uh, especially in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Um, the banks just ceased to exist. Like mm -hmm. they'd close up. Um, entire companies would disappear. Floors mm -hmm. in downtown Oklahoma City would just empty out. Mm -hmm. And just downtown became a ghost town. And the story goes, you know, a lot fewer and fewer people staying there. Uh, 1986, uh, the 
manager at the Skirvin uh, said, called all the staff in and announced that they're going to give them two weeks vacation. Uh, they're going to do some renovations there in the hotel. Everybody can stay out and uh, we'll see you after that, uh, which translated means we're closing down. Don't tell anybody, but start looking for new jobs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. So it closed up and for the next 20 years sat vacant downtown Oklahoma City. Wow. So, Did they ever have any problems with like vandalism there or anything? I mean, uh, a fair bit of vandalism, but definitely a lot of uh, homeless folks getting yeah, in there because I mean, yeah. there's lots and lots of rooms. Lots and how of do space, you check yeah. All of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, lots of people just doing urban exploration, just yeah, wanting to get in there and see what it is. Yep. Which I've talked to dozens and dozens of people who said that they went in there and got chased off by security. Oh man, uh, or didn't? And, yeah. yeah, I bet it was something to see that when yeah. it was abandoned. I mean, it's still something to see today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, quite a few of them who went in there had some pretty spooky stories that I've heard. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm sure people said it was haunted even before then. But Mm. like, you know, a downtown luxury hotel abandoned like that's pretty much ghost story fodder. right? Oh, yeah. Uh, And I've had three different people tell me very similar stories about being chased off by a haunted maid's cart. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Which I just got chills. <laughs> it, I, I guess as you should. It shouldn't yeah. be anything too scary, but it's yeah. it's weird. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all pretty similar. Um, so my favorite version of it, uh, a couple of guys were telling me about the time. Uh, they went in and, you know, uh, kind of scooping around, keeping an eye out for security and uh, checking out one room. And as they were coming out, they saw this uh, maid's cart sitting down the hall, mm-hmm. you know, and. And uh, they thought, okay, that wasn't there before, was it? And they're like, well, you know, maybe we just missed it, and it's probably not anything. So they said, don't worry about it. Uh, went in another room. We're kind of kind of scoping it out, doing some urban exploration. And then when they came out, the maid's cart was closer. And they thought, okay, that definitely wasn't there before. And while they were talking about it, it started rolling toward them. And they started backing up, and it started rolling faster. And they said it chased them completely off the floor. And he, the guy telling me, ran down the stairs, uh, out the exit, and to this day has never been back inside the Skirvin. He just won't do it. Wow. Yeah, just, just too weird. Oh, that is, man, that is. Did you say there were several guys when that happened? Yeah. There were yeah, a couple Multiple guys. people, yeah. yeah. It's not just oh. like one case. but um, And then two other people who were in different social groups, so mm. not, not those guys. But same thing, Maid's Cart would just be there. Oh, that's so yeah. weird. And it just just keeps going after people. Yeah. So. It's like, get out of here. This is not your not your place. Like, yeah. it's my place. <laughs> <laughs> so, not bad. Uh, and then I saw a story from one of the security guards. Uh, he would hear stuff all the time, which, you know, typically you'd think, you know, somebody got in there and mm-hmm. was just trying to get off the streets or something, so they'd have to go chase him off or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, but he and uh, his co-security guard heard some footsteps running up the stairs. And so they uh, separated into two stairwells. And so one went up the one and one went up the other. And they checked floor by floor, mm-hmm. you know, keeping an eye on things, making sure nobody could get by them. And they got to the top floor and there was still nobody there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he said, you know, that something was running up those stairs. Yeah. I don't know what it could be. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh. But, but I guess there's um, a few potentials for it. Uh, there are at least four recorded deaths in the hotel. That I was able to find. I'm sure there were oh, others wow. of, you know, somebody just passed away or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but 1913, so just a few years after it opened, uh, Fred uh, Schrubel, who was the manager at the time, uh, wa- probably committed suicide. It's mm-hmm. very, it's kind of shaky. Um, yeah. Some people say there was some frame up and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more likely he just was very unlucky. Yeah. Uh, 
super good manager, uh, worked way too hard. Skirvin was like, listen, you know, you need to go take a vacation. So mm-hmm. which one your boss tells you, go take a vacation? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Something's going it's on. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Stop doing such a good job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and he said, okay, you know, once uh, once the legislative season is over and all these co- uh, state congressmen, state senators are out of here, like, well, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take a break. And so, which he did, he worked through it. And then he set up this couple of weeks long uh, tr- fishing trip. Uh, but then in one of the rooms up there, somebody heard gunshots. And so they went up to check on him and uh, he had a gun in his hand and uh, had gotten into one of the showers and just ended it. Wow. And, uh, uh, according to his wife, he'd been suffering. His adenoids were swollen up and just really painful. And, yeah. And so he just couldn't take it anymore. Wow. So, so, which dedication to, I guess, get your job done. Yeah. But, um, maybe, maybe that was the thing keeping him going. Just as yeah. long as he could focus on that, he didn't have anything else. Right. So. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, 1932, uh, there was a guy named E.H. Fulton. He was a salesman going, uh, you know, city to city. Yeah. And 1930s, so. Not a good time to be a salesman. Yeah. Uh, and he was uh, not doing very well and jumped. Oh, yeah, gosh. He left a note behind saying, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, wow. I, I'm so in debt that it can't happen. You know, don't bother my family. They don't have any money. Oh, that's like, so sad. Yeah, oh, my just, gosh. Yeah. Mm. I remember. Are. I can remember when the 2008, like, housing crash happened. There was a guy... I don't remember where it was, but it was an older man who, because of that, he lost a bunch of money and he did exactly that. And yeah. he actually, he killed himself, I think, in a Seven Eleven bathroom because oh. he didn't want his family to find him. And mm. I was like, I was like, while noble, now yeah. someone who works at Seven Eleven has to find you, you know, but it was, it was just so sad. Like, and I mean, that happens when, whenever there's an economic collapse like that, I mean, people can feel like there's nothing right. to live for. Yeah. Well, this is dark. Yeah, this got really dark. Sorry, <laughs> right, guys. Let's lighten it up <laughs> yeah. uh, with gangsters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in the 1930s, there was a drive-by at the Skirvin. Really? Uh, somebody was targeted. I couldn't find really big mm-hmm. details on, like, what like what was going on since Oklahoma City is notoriously absent of named gangsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, there's a big agreement that it's supposed to stay neutral territory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I never heard that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so that's a whole nother episode. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know that enough true crime about that, uh, except for Big Ann Wynn when she controlled the town. But yeah. That, that was before this. Uh, 1930s, there was somebody staying at the hotel that they wanted to bump off. Uh, and so they sent a car by and uh, just sprayed the front as the guy was supposed to be there, which they didn't hit the guy, but they did hit one of the doormen. Yeah. So which uh, apparently he still shows up. Uh, they say from time oh, to time wow. uh, he's a, a nice looking African-American man wearing uh, an old style uniform like mm-hmm. they used to and people will see him and turn around and not there anymore. Oh man. Yeah. Just kind of sticking around. Uh, and then governor Haskell, Charles N. Haskell, our first governor from Oklahoma, uh, died there in 1933. I didn't know that. So yeah, I didn't know that either. That's just, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what he gets for all the horrible things that he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dying in a luxury hotel. So yeah. I guess it's not that bad. Yeah. But anyway, Maybe he's still there. Maybe it's like maybe he's trapped. Yeah. Type he's stuff. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's suffering. Uh, anyway, if you're a Haskell fan, you can tell me why. <laughs> yeah. So so a few people have uh, had died there. But of course, most famous is Effie. Mm-hmm. Right. Which um, have not been able to track down specifically stories of a lady dying. 
episode. Right, which, yeah. Which the, the main version of the story is that uh, Mr. Skirvin uh, saw a young lady who was working there as a chambermaid, and she liked him, and he liked her, and came mm-hmm. things carrying on, found out she was going to have a baby. Uh, and uh, when he found out, Bill Skirvin just flipped out. Like, you know, I can't be found out as an adulterer. It's going to ruin my station in Oklahoma City society. I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. So he uh, kind of locked her up in the 10th floor, which used to be the top floor. So at the time, they're in the uh, teens or 20s. And uh, kind of prison of luxury, you know, just keep an eye on her and things, which initially was great. Uh, but then after the baby came, she thought, you know, send us away and send us a check and stuff. Uh, but instead, no, I'm going to keep you here where I can keep an eye on you. And, mm-hmm. and uh, different versions say that um, she was trying to uh, get uh, step out of the window and, you know, kind of scooch across to the next room over where she could slip out. Um, other versions say she just picked up the baby and stepped out. So whether wow. she slipped or purposefully, either way, it was... Uh, taking it out with the baby and yeah uh, fell those 10 stories down to the concrete below mm-hmm. so or so the story goes uh there's a couple of problems with it um one problem is that the exact same story happens in mineral wells texas Ooh. uh yeah so at a hotel there except it was the seventh floor and at one point she was chained to a radiator okay she kept trying to escape mm-hmm. uh yeah you can go check this out and they'll, they'll yeah. do those tours and things at a uh couple from texas on the uh ghost tour in downtown oklahoma city one time and uh they actually got mad when i was telling the effie story was like hey that's our story and like i know it's your story i think it got stolen because the hotels (laughs) were built at the same time yeah so i think it's just got misconstrued yeah so possibly which uh number two on that is that there really isn't newspaper archive Mm -hmm. evidence which people would say well you know mr skirvin's rich and powerful he can keep that kind of stuff out Mm -hmm. of the news uh, but this is back when we had rival news factions in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and Mr. Gaylord would have loved to have put on the front page, baby and child die in front of the Skirvin Hotel. Right, yeah. Nobody ever stay there again, kick yeah. Skirvin out of the state. Yeah. Because uh, they were not friends. Mm-hmm. They, they were, he wouldn't have had any hesitation. Good. No. He yeah. would have gotten color pictures. <laughs> yeah, he'd like, been like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> That's right. So, but it didn't happen, um, which probably thus, thusly didn't. Uh, another big problem with it is the story always talks about Mr. Skirvin um, uh, talking about, you know, I'm going to be an adulterer and all this and stuff. But his wife had actually passed away in 1908, uh, three years before the hotel even opened. Uh, apparently her health had been wrecked uh, in Galveston. She was in, she was in the hurricane. And, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, suffered some pretty bad uh, breathing issues afterward and mm-hmm. finally passed away. So uh, he wasn't an adulterer. Like, he's a widower. Right. So by definition, he can't be mm-hmm. yeah uh and he's rich enough that he could probably marry whoever he wants yeah right? so yeah like uh, yeah potentially but mm-hmm. um so that's my problems with it other people swear by it so mm-hmm. whichever you want uh and i just heard uh or i guess read another version um that uh this was from colin hudson's strange state which if you haven't read highly recommend just a huge collection of uh spooky stories about oklahoma and legends and it's, it's i'm gonna check it out yeah highly highly recommend um so in his research, he found a uh, prostitute who used to live in that area named Effie who was killed under kind of mysterious circumstances of uh, possibly being pregnant and somebody gunning her down. That makes sense. So, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So it could be her spirit just uh, sticking around in the mm-hmm. area where that had happened. What's the earliest like um, account of someone seeing Effie or having an experience with her? Like when did that kind of when was that? So all the ones I've heard have been really uh, get going by the NBA. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. all the stories that I've, I've heard. Um, that's I, what I could find yeah. too. Like it was mainly 
this century kind of the mm -hmm. fe yeah yeah if anybody can find something earlier i would be mm -hmm. super curious to to see what they have but, yeah uh but once they reopened the hotel 2008 uh we're talking about doing those years of renovations and things which also some pretty strange stories happening um i talked to a guy who uh, was an electrician on the site and he said that uh when they did the renovations they cut all the electricity of the building just to make sure that you know, yeah, nothing would be hot or anything, but the mm. light bulb over Mr. Skirvin's chair in the lobby wouldn't go out. Oh, that's weird. And like he got a ladder and physically cut every wire he could find going to it, and it still wouldn't go out. Oh, and weird. Yeah. Oh, so so he said he quit the job because it was a union job, and you can mm. you can do that. With yeah, <laughs> so, he's like, nope. There you go. <laughs> Um, but anyway, other people did come in and they powered through and mm. got it restored. It looks awesome. Uh, you can go in and see the. Caryatids, uh, uh, a famous Oklahomans, uh, and kind of gargoyle style holding up things. It's, oh wow! Yeah, they have Governor Alfalfa Bill Murray in there. Okay, all kinds of fun. That's stuff. cool. So, uh, very cool Oklahoma history. So, also Oklahoma history, we have the Thunder. Mm -hmm. uh, and when the Thunder came in, we needed somewhere for other NBA teams to stay. And of course, they want to stay at the hotel, and mm -hmm. so they put them up, you know, that tenth floor, that uh, presidential suite. And weird stuff started happening. So, uh, and it's not just like one or two guys because yeah. famously, you know, it, it got onto the sports page and like, oh, you know, these guys lost and they're like, well, it's because mm -hmm. of the ghost. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, they're messing with them. But like, it's the Suns, the Knicks, the Bulls, the Lakers, like everybody's got effie stories. Yeah. And they are all over the place, uh, which pretty good psychological warfare. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Even if it's not haunted, like it's still going to mess with you. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, like, yeah. How could you come to Oklahoma City and stay there and know you're going to play the next night and like. Even if you didn't believe, it would still kind of be enough to make you not completely focused. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So so it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, let's see a couple of my favorite Effie stories. <clears throat> uh, one guy was um, uh, sleeping in bed, just woke up in the middle of the night when he heard the bathroom door slamming shut. And he thought, okay, that's weird, but, you know, old building, maybe just caught a draft or something. I'm going to mm -hmm. get up, show myself there's nothing, no problem. So he gets up, opens the bathroom door finds the bathroom lights on and the bathtub completely filled with water just to the point of spilling over. Okay. Yeah. That gave me chills like that. Oh, that would freak me out so bad. Yeah. Mm. So. I'd be like, you guys stay here. I'm going to the holiday Inn." like <laughs> <laughs> that was built in 2012 <laughs> with no ghosts. That's right. But you can never tell it was underground, I guess. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> um, um, Oh, there was another one. Um, Metal world peace back when that was his name. Yes. Um, I'm not even going to say what it is now because it'll change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, he, he uh, was actually talking to the ghost. It was like, hey, you don't exist. And then the kitchen, the curtains started moving around without the air conditioner being on or the window was shut. Oh, wow. And stuff. And uh, in his interview after that, he said that uh, not only did he notice there was a ghost he was touched by the ghost and he's talking to his lawyer about that ghost oh wow so, yeah. <laughs> very wow. inappropriate he said yeah which brings back a lot of those mm -hmm. legends of effie and yeah. how aggressive she gets which uh a lot of stories about being aggressive people say they wake mm -hmm. up and she's stroking their hair yeah in the middle of the night one guy uh, was in a shower and she jumped in with him wow uh, yeah which uh, he took off and and reportedly stayed somewhere else gosh that's uh, and then another guy was had a story where uh, watching TV, just kind of cooling down after the night, just laying in bed. And then at the foot of the bed, the mattress depressed, like somebody had sat on it, but nobody was there. Mm -hmm. And he thought, that's weird, and watched it. And it kind of scooted up next to him like somebody was getting ready to cuddle. And oh, wow. he booked it out of there and stayed in one of the other players' rooms. Oh, gosh. I don't blame him. 
So very good psychological warfare. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. All kinds of all kinds of wild stuff going. Oh on. yeah. Let's see. Oh, uh, another possible origin of Effie. Mm -hmm. uh, so up on that tenth floor, and with everybody coming in. Um, mm -hmm big fancy people would want to have good parties and, and something to drink, which Oklahoma uh, started off as a dry state. You know, we talk about prohibition getting started in, you know, 20s and 30s, um, but we got started in 1907. Oh, so wow. We, yeah, we got a whole... <laughs> We're out of it. Yeah, yeah, a whole nother decade of wild <laughs> stuff going on. Yeah, gosh. Um, and wild stuff did go on. They, mm -hmm. their people did get busted, uh, which typically you'd have your big parties up on the 10th floor of the Skirvin. Mm. Uh, because the uh, police would have to run by the front desk and the front desk would call up everybody and say, oh, the police are on their way. If there's somebody, if there's, you know, somebody or anything you wouldn't want them to see, you know, take care of that. Yeah. And so people would throw all their booze out the window and yeah. the police would get up there and there'd be nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the guy in the corner, you know, he's got the flu. Don't, don't get too close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. So that routinely happened. Oh my gosh. Um, but they did have a couple of arrests, uh, a guy mm. in about 1915. Uh, had a little bit too much drink and mm. started showing off his marksmanship skills by shooting the decorative plates off the walls. Well, that's always a bad, bad so, call. <laughs> so booze and alcohol and, yeah. and your guns. So, yeah. Mm. No. 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 So, uh, so he did get arrested. Uh, and then a couple of years later, they busted an entire casino that had been set up up there uh, with the largest to this day roulette wheel ever in Oklahoma. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, so big, in fact, they had to break it up to get it out through the door. Uh, and when they did, they found it all rigged with wires and magnets. Wow. So those guys are probably in a lot of trouble from different directions oh, yeah. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, which, of course, Mr. Skirvin didn't know anything about this, right? It just happened mm -hmm. to be at his hotel, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so, uh, but while they were having all these parties and bringing in dignitaries and things, mm -hmm. Uh, they would also send out agents through Oklahoma City and pick up young ladies to come party with these guys. Oh, wow. So, which, if you've seen the Jeffrey Epstein documentaries and things, yeah, like, that's nothing new. People yeah. have been doing this for a long time. Wow. So, oh, my gosh. Pretty dark stuff. Yeah. That's so, crazy. I didn't even know about any of that. Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, all right there in Oklahoma City. Uh, which, yeah. apparently, that was the hangout for the uh, incomers, uh, people who were from Oklahoma City, stayed at the, or would party at the, I think it's the first national building, but mm -hmm. anyway, apparently there was a police raid one time, and it was the mayor and, like, three city council members, and, like, oh, and the wow. police just apologized for interrupting and left. Like, they... Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> so, crazy. Anyway, wild stories in Oklahoma City. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, Skirvin's open. Um, definitely stay there. Everybody I've talked to said it was an awesome time, with or without ghosts. People, yeah. A lot of people uh, say they went there expecting something, but mm. then nothing happened. Yeah. So. Marissa has a story about the Skirvin. Oh. She does, about a time that I think she and Chris stayed there. Um, I'll have to get her to tell me that one again. But I think it had to do with the bathroom and mm. the drawers pulling out by themselves mm -hmm. and, like, her putting them back and then them continually... Wow. like fighting with her and kind mm -hmm. of it was it was definitely a situation where it wasn't just that there was something about the angle of the drawer because it eventually stopped but like wow. a few times i'll have to get her to tell me that one again and i'll pass it on to you <laughs> but yeah so yeah. so yeah just checking out her stuff i mean yeah all kinds of things so uh they the they talk about you know so many people coming through that they'll leave you know, residual energy behind mm -hmm. or, or just come back and visit i guess if yeah you like it well enough which oh, man. decades of people coming and liking it. Yeah. So lots, lots of people sticking around. Um, gosh, you could just do 
top to bottom ghost stories. So oh, which, yeah. up at the top, they have the famous Venetian ballroom mm-hmm. uh, where they say that uh, when everything's quiet, you can still hear big band music playing from the 1940s and 50s. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, which um, this isn't spooky, just kind of cool. But mm-hmm. they would uh, put in the microphones there, run the wires all the way through the hotel, down through the tunnel and up to skir- the top of Skirvin Tower, which is where our first ever TV station was and had a range of like 40 miles or something. Oh, wow. Like, which was a lot a lot back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the old Channel 9. Before oh, that's it was so even cool. Yeah. I, did, I had no idea. So just broadcast right out there. Yeah. So Gosh. lots of residual energy there. You can, mm-hmm. you can feel it when you're out there. Just good times. Yeah. Uh, and then all through the hotel, uh, people see maid, maids' carts mm-hmm. just appearing out of nowhere and disappearing. I uh, heard a good story from somebody who used to work there. Uh, she said that um, uh, she got in the elevator in the lobby, which mm-hmm. old original elevator there, mm-hmm. and uh, was just going up to the floor for getting something. Nobody was there, so she wasn't thinking anything about it. Uh, just waiting, and then behind her, somebody coughed. And she turned around, and there was a guy standing there, like a 1940s suit with a high waist mm-hmm. and the short tie. Yeah. And he just kind of nodded at her, and she just pushed the button for the next floor, like just tapped it, tapped it until the door opened and went out. And for the rest of her career at the hotel, she always took the stairs. Didn't matter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so man. Just, just, I mean, he didn't seem to be bothering anything. Just, yeah. Just did not expect that. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, gosh. I, that would be unnerving, I think, especially to see, like, you know, like they say, like an apparition is like the Holy Grail yeah. kind of sighting or whatever experience. And I think, I think that would probably change you. Like, yeah, it would mess I'd with you. Be a bit of a believer. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, also throughout the hotel, uh, we're talking about Pearl Mesta, or mm-hmm. Pearl Skirvin Mesta, uh, which her mother did pass away uh, before the hotel opened. So back then you needed hostesses for things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she would be the hostess. Uh, and became very good at it. It got to the point where if you wanted to get elected in Oklahoma, you kind of had to get her nod. Mm-hmm. I'm like, get that. Uh, and then she married Mr. Mesta and moved off to Washington, D.C. and started throwing mm-hmm. parties for all of Congress. Uh, and then after World War II, she was the ambassador to Luxembourg. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and so she went out and threw parties for NATO. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, which Irving Berlin wrote a musical about her called The Hostess with the Mostess. Oh, that's so cool. So, yeah, you can check that out. Apparently the movie is good. I've not been able to find it. Yeah. But, that, uh, I'll have to check that yeah. out. Oklahoma girl right there. That's super fun. Um, let's see. And then there's the little boy Ooh. in the basement. Yeah. Oh, I haven't even so, he- ever heard of yeah. this. So the story I was told was the, the 2008 when they did the reopening. Mm-hmm. Like uh, everybody got there like five in the morning because they had the setup mm-hmm. for the big party and all this. And everybody got together in the lobby for kind of a pep talk. Uh, and in the middle of it, this little boy uh, ran out of the cafe and kind of wiggled through the crowd and then down the stairs to the basement. And they said, hey, who brought your kid with you? And you know, nobody had, so they sent some people after him to go you know, see what was up and couldn't find him. Like, search place, top, bottom, nothing. Just oh, couldn't wow. find him. Um, and to this day, they say, there's this little kid, and he'll just shoot past you, running full tilt. Uh, and if you try to go after him, he'll stay ahead of you until he gets around a corner, and then he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Just, oh, my gosh. Um, and then also down in the basement, they have uh, this big painting of Mr. Skirvin, so you can go check that out. And uh, they keep a chair up under it, which a lot of people say, like, oh, that's his chair. It's just a chair. Uh, yeah. But apparently he likes to hang out there. Uh, they try to keep the chair flush against the wall, you know, so nobody, like, trips or anything. Uh, but it'll scoot itself out like something somebody's making himself comfortable. Oh, wow. Uh, and stacked up underneath will be cocktail glasses. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's him. It's yeah. definitely him. So, oh, my gosh. There you go. 
That's so that's cool. So, but yeah, is that that, that's that's the bulk of it. All right, I mean that's great. I mean, there's always more stories. Uh, Somebody else who used to work there was talking about um, a time on the tenth floor. uh, He uh, was approached by one of the maids who said, "I can't get this room. The the chain's locked." And the person had already checked out and so forth. So they're like, well, nobody can be in there because, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the chain is locked and so forth. So he called engineering to come up and come fix this and so forth. And he met them up there. And uh, even though he tested himself and the chain was, was on there, by the time mm-hmm. the engineer got there to fix it, uh, they just opened the door. The chain was off. Wow. And the engineer was yelling about him about, you know, don't waste my time with this stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Stop pulling pranks. Like, yeah. I don't believe in ghosts and all this. Mm-hmm. And the other guy's like, well, I didn't. But, like, search mm-hmm. the room and nobody's in there. Oh, wow. So, oh, man. Oh, you never I, know. One of these days, whenever it's like when, when things are safer, I, I would love to get up there and like spend the night or something oh, yeah. and like do an overnight kind of like EVP, get some people <laughs> that all want to hunt for ghosts all night and we'll just all stay there and like that'd be super fun. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, thank you for all of that wonderful knowledge about the Skirvin. That's You're welcome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so do you have anything you want to plug? Any projects or anything like that? Uh, well, we got Haunted Shawnee coming out this fall. Okay. Uh, so check that out for all kinds of crazy stories. Uh, That'll be and cool. also, hopefully, we'll be back to getting some ghost tours going. Once yes. it's safe to do so. Yeah. It's been very quiet this year without ghost tours. Yeah, it's weird. I have weird. to do with myself. Yeah, it, it's, it feels so like... I read something about Halloween and they were like, Halloween lives inside of you. You don't have to not celebrate it. And it'll be weird this year. It'll be a little bit, a little subdued, a little sad, but still fun. But yeah. So, well, thank you for being here. And um, you guys uh, follow Jeff all over social media. Yep. He's got all that. So uh, Facebook.com slash author Jeff Provine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter at Jeff Provine. Mm-hmm. Uh, JeffProvine.com. There you go. And if you guys, um, thank you to everyone who's been buying books from me on Erioki.com. If you want to go check that out, please do. I've got um, several more in stock now, so they're shipping out a lot faster. Uh, you guys are the best. And if you want to subscribe on the website on Erioki.com, there's like a membership portion and you'll get to hear episodes a week early. So go check that out. Um, follow me on Instagram at Erioki. Facebook is the same. There's a Facebook group. And if you have had an experience at the Skirvin, feel free to email me um, at podcast at gmail.com. And I'm wanting to put together another one of those listener episodes. Those are amazing. Yeah, those are super cool. Yeah. I actually got a few stories from a gentleman not too long ago that'll be on the next one. So I'm just waiting for a few more to come in that I can kind of, maybe I'll get Marissa to tell her oh, yeah. story on that. That would be good. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I got for you guys. Y'all stay spooky. Ah!